Welcome to the Valley Point Podcast in the series called Love Works Well. Today's big idea is make sure you're following the right person. And it's based on a story found in Acts chapter 16. Enjoy and thanks for listening. It's great to see you for week number two of The Upside. And we're going to talk about something that's very important today. And then we're also going to just celebrate a bit the fact that we had 17 people today choose to take the next step in their friendship with God, and they got baptized outside. Yeah, it's just a great thing, and I hope you had the chance maybe to see some of that taking place as you were coming in. If not, just know that God is at work in the lives of people here, and we're really just excited about what God is doing in and through us. So if you see some of these individuals and they've got wet hair or maybe their wet clothes are still on, be sure to congratulate them and thank them for being obedient to God. And It's just an exciting thing. We also have something else that's exciting going on here at Valley Point, and that is we have a new student ministry director, and I want to introduce you to him today. His name is Willie Rolden. So, Willie, come on up with your wife, Siamara, please. Let's welcome Willie. Will you do that? We're walking through a transition in our student ministry, and Willie has agreed to become the next student ministry director here. He's going to be working with our 6th through 12th grade students and providing programming for them that will help point them to real relationships that inspire real significance. So really excited, CEO and Willie, that you're on our team now and looking forward to just watching how God uses you to impact our entire church. You can see their beautiful family right there on the screen. Good-looking family, right? We only hire the best here. Yeah. (laughs) Willie actually works at DuPont, and he's also going to be doing this So God bless those individuals who take on more than one job, right? It's a great thing. And again, we're excited for you. If you want to learn more about Willie and how he trusted Christ and just some of the events of his life that led he and CO to Valley Point Church, we have a bio prepared of him, and you can pick that up at the Just For You station. And I would encourage you to do that and also say hi to them as you see them out and about in the lobby. So One of our traditions here at Valley Point is whenever we bring on a new staff member, we always give them a shirt or a jersey from one of our Philly teams. And so it's only appropriate that we give to Willie somebody from the Phillies by the name of Carlos Ruiz. So, yeah, wear it with pride, wear it with pride. All right, I just want to pray for you guys, and will you join me in doing that? God, we're so thankful for talent that you give to the church, and you bring gifted people along to fill very specific roles, and we're excited about how you've brought Willie and CEO to Valley Point Church and their precious family, and I just pray that you'd bless them as they take on this new role of leading our student ministry, give them creativity and passion and a real desire to connect with our students and to connect with the community here and find ways just to help kids know that they can have a real relationship with you and a real relationship with other students as well. And they can also do really significant things with their lives. They don't have to wait until they're older. They can do that right now. 
So I pray that you'd use Willie and CO and the team that they will assemble just to fire up our students to do great things. Bless them. And for our students, I continue to just ask that you would build something special here at Valley Point that would cause this place to be a bright light amongst the middle schools and the high schools that are a part of our communities here. So again, thank you so much for Willie and for CO and their family. Bless them and give us a good day now, God, as we just jump into your word and we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank them one more time. All right, so we're in this series called The Upside, and we actually began this series last week by looking at the upside of selflessness. And last week was a very energetic week here at Valley Point Church as we packed 10,000 meals to send out to those who are hungry. And if you were a part of that last week, thank you so much. It was just buzzing in this place, and we were, in a very short amount of time, able to do significant things. We were packing about 1,000 meals every 10 minutes. It was just crazy. And we had the opportunity to just think about selfless activity. And when I think about myself less, I have this wonderful opportunity to look at the needs of others and actually think about them and help them. And so what we discovered last week is that when I get selfless in my thinking, I can impact others in some pretty significant ways. And we saw that happen last week, and that was a lot of fun. So that's the upside of selflessness. I can look out and I can help other people. It's a good thing. Today, we want to talk about the upside of followership. Now, I know some of you are thinking, that's not even a word, right? Like you're just making stuff up on the spot, and I'm not. Followership is actually a word, and here's how it's defined. It is the capacity or the willingness to follow a leader. That's what followership means. It's the capacity or the willingness to follow a leader. Now, I want you to think about this, because there's something that's true for every single person in this room. We are all following someone or something, Right? Like whether we want to admit it or acknowledge it or say that or not, we are all following someone or something. I think the question becomes this, and it's a really critical question that we want to wrestle with today. Is who or what you are following worth it? Okay, I want everybody to begin thinking about that because we're all following someone or something. So the critical question then, that we all have to wrestle with in our minds is who or what I'm following worth it? One of the things I want to attempt to do today is to present a case that Jesus is worth following. And when we think about God's Son, God with flesh on, we want to say that He is worth it, He is worth following. And so today I want to talk about and think through the upside of following Jesus in one particular area. Now, there are many areas that we could talk about because there are many things that Jesus did and Jesus said, and he invited us into that kind of a life. So there are a lot of different things that we could talk about, but I want to focus on one particular area of following Jesus because he's worth it, and that is this area of baptism. So here's our big idea for today. 
Make sure you're following the right person. It's kind of important to be following the right person. That is a big deal, and so this is our big idea. We want to make sure that we're following the right person. And so here's what I want to do today. Because this is a baptism day, and we had the wonderful privilege of seeing a lot of people just take that step and be obedient to God that way, I want to think about and talk about this ancient practice that dates all the way back to the days of Jesus. And to help with that, I've got two specific questions that I want to throw at this topic. So when we think about baptism, two questions that we're going to ask and answer today. And the first question is this, why should I get baptized? Like, why does that even matter? Why should I be considering that? Why should I get baptized? And then the second question that we want to think through is this, what does baptism symbolize? What does it mean? I mean, is it just kind of a ritual that we walk through and nobody knows what it means? Or is there some symbolism to this? Is there some meaning to baptism? And there is rich, rich symbolism in baptism. I want to let you know, we don't have a lot of icons and symbols here at Valley Point Church. You probably know that if you've been here for any length of time. We don't have a lot of that stuff, but yet we do a couple of different things that are extremely symbolic and rich with history and tradition. One of those things that is just very symbolic and very rich with meaning is baptism. And so we want to have this conversation today. Now, let's be honest. If I came to your home and knocked on the door and we sat down together and we made some coffee and we just began to have a conversation about establishing a new tradition for Christ followers... And we were just talking about it and strategizing like, hey, what would it look like if we came up with a new thing, a new tradition? My guess is we would probably not come up with this. Hey, let's get people in a pool of water deep enough to where we can completely submerge them in water and then we'll bring them back up again and people will cheer and celebrate and think that that is a marvelous thing. And it will be celebrated by thousands of churches and millions of people for thousands of years. Yeah, let's come up with that. Well, nobody's going to say that because quite honestly, it's kind of a strange thing. When you think about baptism and what's happening there, that's probably not the tradition that we would come up with. So I want to take some time today just to talk about baptism. And this is not going to be a weird conversation, okay? So if you're here for the first time and wondering about this and you're eyeing the exit signs so you can make a quick exit if this gets a little weird, I want to let you know we're just going to talk about this ancient tradition that has relevance today. Ancient tradition that has relevance today. Actually, you could say it this way. It is an ancient anchor point that has real relevance today. We all love anchor points because it just helps us to stand strong. It gives us something to really plant our feet on. And baptism is one of those ancient traditions. It is an ancient anchor point that has real relevance today. Okay? Make sense? Now, before we get into these questions and answer them, there is a starting point for baptism. And here's the starting point. It's a friendship with Jesus. It's a real and lasting forever friendship with Jesus. 
So when we think about baptism, that is the starting point. A real, lasting, forever friendship with Jesus. So before we get into all of the why do we do this and what is the symbolism, the starting point is a real and lasting friendship with God. And once I have that, once I embrace the leadership and the forgiveness that God offers through His Son Jesus, baptism is the next thing for me. There is a marvelous story found in Acts chapter 16. The whole book of Acts, really, is just a fantastic book that outlines the beginning of this organization called the church that is still going and still exists today. We're a part of the church And I would encourage you to read through the book of Acts because it talks about how the church began and how it got organized and some of the different systems that make the church what it is today. It's a great book. Well, in chapter 16, there is an individual who has just failed miserably at his job. And he failed so bad that he actually feared for his life. It was that bad. And so he's kind of contemplating everything that's happened and he's failed and he fears for his life. And so he considers all of the information and the details around him and he comes to the conclusion that the only good thing for him to do is to take his own life before somebody else does that for him. And so Acts chapter 16 describes how he's about ready to kill himself. And what happens next is that there are some Christ followers, those who really love Jesus, and they rush in And they say, please, do not do that. Like, stop. There's a better way. And and we want you to live, and we want you to survive, and you can do that. And we want to talk to you about the love of Jesus. So this individual who is very distraught and about to kill himself now begins to ask some questions about these Christ followers. And so here's what we find in Acts chapter 16. Begin reading in verse 30. If you have a Bible, you can turn there. If you have a smart device, you can actually scan the QR code in your program, and it'll bring up the notes and the scripture that's there. You'll also find these words on the screen. So Acts chapter 16, a distraught individual about ready to take his life. Christ followers rush in and stop him, and here's the question that he asked. Sirs, what must I do? To be saved. What do I have to do to be saved? In other words, he saw something so unique and so dynamic and compelling in them that he wanted to have what they had. So he asked, What do I have to do to have that? What do I have to do to be saved? And they replied in verse 31 Believe in the Lord Jesus, and you will be saved along with everyone in your household. And they shared the word of the Lord with him and with all who were in his household. And the indication here is that everybody in that house got it and saw it and they wanted to change the direction of their life and so they trusted in Jesus to save them. Now I want to skip verse 33. We're going to go back to that in just a moment. I want to read verse 34 because here's what happens. So he brought them into his house, the guy who's changed, the guy who's no longer going to take his life. He brings those Christ followers into his house, and he set a meal before them, and he and his entire household rejoiced because they all believed in God. Okay, the starting point for baptism is belief in God. 
It's trusting in Jesus alone. That's where it begins. And once that happens, once that choice is made to follow Jesus, to embrace His leadership and forgiveness, followership, right? Once that choice is made, then I can move on to other steps of obedience like baptism. So let's go back to verse 33 because here's what it says. Even at that hour of the night, it was late, the jailer, the individual who was going to kill himself, cared for them and washed their wounds. Then he and everyone in his household were immediately baptized. Immediately. They were, here's our word, they were baptized. So, trust in Jesus, embracing his leadership and forgiveness and making that choice to hand my life over to him, and then baptism. So the starting point, before we answer any other questions, the starting point for baptism is trusting in Jesus alone to save us, and then we get to move on. Now, maybe you're here, and you haven't trusted in Jesus yet, and you're a skeptic or a seeker. You're trying to figure Jesus out. You're not sure about all of that stuff yet. You're just kind of thinking through that on your own right now. I want to say welcome to Valley Point Church. I'm really glad that you're here. And this is a safe place for you to consider that and doubt and question. And that's all okay. We welcome that here. And again, this is a safe place for you to consider the claims of Christ. But if you haven't trusted in Jesus, then you don't have to worry about baptism yet. That's not something God desires for you. But if you have trusted in Jesus, then baptism is the next step. So let's ask and answer these questions now. All right, question number one, why should I get baptized? It's two primary reasons. First of all, to follow the example of Jesus. Because Jesus modeled this and Jesus was baptized himself. In one of the most compelling stories in scripture, we find Jesus walking into a body of water with other believers and Jesus gets baptized. Kind of strange thing to think about. I mean, it's Jesus, right? It's God with flesh on and there he is getting baptized. He didn't need to do that. But yet Jesus did that and I believe The primary reason he did that is to set an example for other believers to follow. I'm doing this. I'm modeling this for you. And because I did it, I want you to do the same. And so why should I get baptized? Well, quite simply, it's to follow the example and the pattern that Jesus set for us. I think there's another reason to get baptized. And that is it's an opportunity to share our powerful story of redemption. And when I get baptized, and when I walk through the rich symbolism of what happens there, it gives me the chance in a very public way to share with others, I'm a follower of Jesus. I belong to Him. I'm connected to Him. And I want to be obedient to Him. And so we get baptized because we follow the example of Jesus, but it also gives me a chance in a very public way to say, hey, here's my story. Of redemption. And everybody's story of redemption is different. That's the beauty of it. Today, we again baptize 17 different people, and in thinking about them and in reading the application that they submitted, where they kind of talk about their story of how they came to Christ. Just wonderful stories of redemption there. 
And there's nothing quite like seeing the faces of freshly redeemed people coming up out of the water and just the joy that's there of saying, I'm following Jesus, and this is my story now, and I want to share it with everybody. One of the unique things in the New Testament times when this would have been written is that baptism events happened in very public arenas. And the reason that happened is because as people would walk by, the believers would want everyone else to know, hey, they're getting baptized. They must be a follower of that Jesus guy because they're walking through that. And so they did it in a public way so that those individuals being baptized would have this opportunity to share their story of redemption. Today, again, we had all kinds of people walk through this, and it's just great to know that there are individuals right here that have and today are starting the process of really going public with their story. Your story is an amazing thing, and you want to take your story of redemption, no matter how simple that might seem to you or how crazy or in-depth, or whatever that's like, you need to take your story and go public with that and risk a little bit. And we have people do that today, and that is a wonderful thing. And baptism gives us this opportunity to kind of go public and to share our story. So why should I get baptized? Jesus modeled it for us, and it gives us this chance to share our story. All right, question number two. What does baptism symbolize? What does it mean? Again, I mentioned to you we don't have a lot of symbols here and a lot of icons, but we do a couple of symbolic things like baptism. And the rich symbolism here, it's a picture of Christ's death, burial, and resurrection. And when we walk through baptism, that's what we're communicating. Jesus was killed, he was buried, and he rose again. And that's the story that I'm connecting with. I love the words in Colossians chapter 2, verse 12. It says this, For when you are, here's our word, baptized, you were buried with Christ. That's the first part. And in baptism, then you were also raised with Christ. That's the second part. Now here at Valley Point, we practice baptism by immersion, meaning that we take people down into the water. And why do we do that? Because different churches do different things, right? So we practice baptism by immersion. Why do we do that? Well, the actual Greek word in its original context, it means to dip, to immerse, or to submerge. And the picture we have there is of a sinking vessel. And so when that person goes down into the water, when they are submerged, It's a picture of Christ's death, burial, and resurrection. And so when they're in the water, that's Christ's death and burial. Of course, Jesus didn't remain in the tomb, and so we don't keep people in the water very long because we get them up out of the water, and that's a picture of the resurrection of Jesus. And I'm now saying, that's my story. Like, that's what I believe in, and that's what I'm connecting with. And so the symbolism is of Christ's death, burial, and resurrection. It's important to know, and I really want you to hear this. Because sometimes people wonder about this. And so I just want to be really, really clear today about what Valley Point Church believes based on what we find in Scripture. And that is baptism does not save you. It does not. What saves you is trusting in Jesus alone. That's the foundation. That's the starting point. That's what we talked about. Baptism then is the next step 
in that whole process of just being obedient to what God wants for us. So baptism doesn't save us. It's just an outward expression of an inward decision. And again, we get the chance to go public with that. So what does baptism symbolize? It symbolizes something pretty amazing. The death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus and my interest in connecting with that. Great, great, and deep symbolism in all of that. So I want to throw a third question in here that I get asked all of the time. This is like the number one question when it comes to church and theology, and people ask this all of the time, and that is, what about infant baptism? Again, the number one question I get asked, except for maybe, will dogs and cats be in heaven? I get that a lot too, and I think we know, you know, dogs will be there, but cats, you know, I, I think God's still trying to figure that one out, so we'll let him deal with that. But the other number one question that I get asked all the time is, what about infant baptism? It's a great question, and I want to respond to that today. My guess is if we were to take a survey of the room and ask people to raise their hands if they were baptized as an infant, that many of you would respond to that based on how you were raised and maybe the faith tradition that you were a part of at the time, that many, if not most of you, would say, yeah, I was baptized as an infant. I was actually baptized as an infant. I was one year old, uh, one month old at the time, and my mom and dad with my grandparents took me to St. Anne's Church in Oswego, Illinois, outside of Chicago, and there I was baptized. And I still have the picture of that, and my mom reminds me of that day every once in a while because my grandmother has passed and other family members are no longer around, and so we just kind of look at that, and we have great memories of that day. Some faith traditions practice infant baptism, and some don't. Here at Valley Point Church, we don't practice infant baptism. We have child dedication days, which are different than that, but we don't practice infant baptism. And why not? Well, the reason we don't baptize infants is because infants are not able to understand the symbolism of baptism, the death, the burial, and the resurrection. They're just not there yet. They're not able to understand that. And they also haven't come to a point in their life where they have personally made the choice to trust in Jesus alone to save them. So it's not their story. Not yet. We hope and pray it becomes their story, but it's not their story yet. And we try to do everything we can here at Valley Point Church to raise our kids in an environment where that does become their story, where they hear about the love of God and they respond to that in a personal way. And so today we had children who were baptized, but they are of the age where they they are able to communicate, yeah, I get what baptism is all about, the death, the burial, and the resurrection, and I have made that personal choice to trust in Jesus alone to save me. And so then we walk through that. Infant baptism is often a reflection of the parent's faith. It's their choice. And so what I encourage people to do who have walked through that before is that they walk through it once again so that they can personalize it this time and they can follow the example of Jesus and share their story of redemption. And I think in doing that, it in no way diminishes or negates what happened to you as an infant 
and how meaningful that was to your family at that time. I don't think that takes anything away from that at all. I was baptized as an infant, but then I got baptized again when I was 11 years old after I made the choice to trust in Jesus. And I remember that day like it was yesterday. Who was there, the pastor that baptized me, the church that that took place at when I was 11. I remember all of those details. And that's a very significant day for me. And I look back on that and have fond memories. So baptized as an infant, but yet baptized as a believer. And that's the beauty of baptism as a believer. It gives you that chance to say, here's my story of redemption. And we get to personalize that. Now, I know there are a lot of people and churches and faith traditions that would completely disagree with a lot of what I just said, and that's okay. I get it. I would just encourage you to consider what Scripture says, search that out, wrestle with it a bit, and then go from there, okay? So let me share some takeaways with you as we think about followership and this particular area of baptism. Takeaway number one, get baptized. Right? If you've trusted in Jesus alone and you haven't been baptized, and I really want you to think about that. I really want you to consider taking that next step and getting baptized. We have two to three baptism events throughout the year here at Valley Point, and you just think about that. And when you hear about the next one, you just be ready, you sign up, and it'll be a great day as we baptize you and you get the chance to share your story. As a matter of fact, if you want to get baptized today and that pool is still out there, I'll jump in with you, and we'll take care of it right now. Like, if it's really, really burning inside of you, and you're ready to do that, that's great. We'll, we'll take care of it today. But if not, you just think about taking that next step. If that foundational piece is there, and you've trusted in Jesus alone, then it's time for you to take this step and get baptized so you can follow the example of Jesus and share your story of redemption. Here's the second takeaway. Cheer and celebrate those who have shared their story, and they're in the process of sharing that story. Again, I mentioned, if you see somebody in wet hair, congratulate them, cheer them on. It's a great, great step. And as a faith community, we want to gather around these individuals, and we want to cheer them on and encourage them and help them continue to be obedient to Christ. So as you see these individuals... As you observe what's happening in their life, cheer that on and celebrate that. Can you help me with that, church? Oh, come on. Can you help me with that? All right, I appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you. Here's my closing statement. The upside of followership, because there is an upside. Here it is. We get the chance to share the great story of what God is doing in and for me. That's the upside of it. I mean, that's what happens. We get the chance to share the great story of what God is doing in and for me. And in doing that, we're saying, I'm following Jesus. And I believe, based on what we find in Scripture, that Jesus is worth following. He's worth it. Father, we are so grateful for this morning and for this day and for all of the individuals that have just taken this next step in their friendship with you. And God, I just pray that you'd bless them. I pray that you would help each and every one of them to just sense that you see them and you've got a very specific plan for their lives and that they would continue to be obedient to you in every area of their lives. 
God, there's so much that you say in Scripture about following you. And we've talked today about the upside of followership, this capacity and willingness to follow a leader. God, I think I want to be in this lane. And God, what I want for everyone in this room is that we would walk out of here with a willingness to be obedient to you. God, sometimes there's things that we have to wrestle with and we've got to take time and really pray and seek input and counsel from other people. God, help us to be willing to do that in all areas. And as we think about this specific area of baptism, God, I pray for those that maybe have never taken that step quite yet. They've trusted in you, but they haven't been baptized as a believer, that you just really work in their lives and that they would sense, hey, it's time for me to share my powerful story of redemption, of change. And that's what baptism gives us the chance to do. So God, we thank you for today. Thank you for Valley Point Church and just the joy that is in this place, the happiness, the friendships, the significance that flows out of this faith community. God, you are using us to do incredible things, to do selfless kinds of things. But God, we want to be obedient to you. We want to continue to do that because if we stop doing that, we're not going to be involved in selfless activity anymore. We'll focus on ourselves. So God, we want to lift our eyes up to you. We want to respond to you and worship you today and just be willing to follow you. Thank you for this time. Thank you for your work. Thank you for great stories like Acts chapter 16 and this individual and how he changed his life. Like the whole direction just got totally moved around. And that impacted his family and certainly other people as well. So God, help us to act in the same way. Use us, bless us, help us to follow you. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, thanks for listening. We'd also love to have you join us as well any Sunday morning at the Garnet Valley Middle School at 9.15 or 11 a.m.